This is a podcast for Indelible, the documentary in progress for the week of May 11th, 2017. I wanted to provide a quick update on the FOIA lawsuit against the FBI for the FBI file of Carl Harp, as well as records for my father and myself, as I talked about last week. To remind, I filed my initial request for documents in July 2014. That's nearly three years ago. And the lawsuit was filed in November 2015, nearly two years ago. And last summer, two attorneys agreed to help pro bono after I received a communication from a U.S. attorney regarding settlement. And by settlement, I, I don't mean monetary settlement. I mean uh, ways to proceed without litigation. Um, we entered into a stipulation agreement, or my attorneys did with with uh, the FBI's attorney, that they would provide documents and that, uh, and I was told that after they provided documents, um, if the documents did not seem correct, that then we would assess where we were. So I agreed to that. Um, and, you know, the documents were not as agreed to, as far as I could tell, and I'll go into that in a minute. Um, but it would, it would require time on the attorney's parts to have to litigate. Um, and it's my opinion that they didn't really want to have to do that. Um, when you enter into an agreement with a pro bono attorney, um, you can't really expect very much for the most part. Um, they have to, they are motivated. Attorneys are motivated by their, by the money that they will earn. And, um, if you have no money to give them, there's very few attorneys who are motivated by um, and will take a lot, a lot of their time to litigate um, based on their ethics. So um, anyway, it's not an, it's not a surprise that this happened, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about what happened. Um, so. Um, since the attorneys have been on board, I received four CDs of documents, which are said to be the 1,874 pages responsive to my request. But the documents contained only, um, or I should say, the documents only contained pages that were relative to Carl Harp out of the 1,874 pages. And of those, only about 20 were actually responsive to the request, as far as I could tell. The remaining documents were merely filler, news clippings, and public documents from other agencies. And I have, you know, records and references to experiences and interactions with HARP and the FBI, uh, which would have been documented, which were not included. That's uh, one telling um piece that shows me that they didn't include all the documents. In addition, they provided no documents on my father or myself, and I should add that I have also have documents which would be in their files from my, my and my father's interactions with the FBI, as I mentioned in my last podcast. My attorneys allowed the case to just sit there for nearly a year with nothing happening, 
And a few weeks ago, they tried to get me to agree to something which would harm me and support the FBI from my perspective. Uh, They wanted me to agree to remove the request for the documents from myself and my father. And the reasons I was told to do this made no sense to me. But I tentatively agreed, um, thinking that at least it would help along the request for Harp's documents, which maybe was more important. Um, But after further research, I changed my mind and I refused. I felt that doing so would mean the FBI would be given another three years to provide the documents, and as I said, this seemed like merely a delay tactic by the FBI, and I wondered why did they need this delay. And there were some things going on in the last two weeks uh, related to people involved in the Harp saga that uh, made me feel that there's some stuff going on, and um, I didn't really want to provide this delay, and I didn't feel it was right. Uh, Also, the FBI wanted me to pay for the 1,874 pages they provided that were clearly not Harp's FBI file. It was merely filler, like I said, except for about 20 pages. And then last week, my attorney drafted a letter that was to be my quote-unquote new request for my father's and my records. And I looked at the request that was drafted, and it restricted the FBI search to two parameters that I knew from my own research. If this was submitted, it would ensure the FBI found no documents responsive. But before I jumped to any conclusions, I checked my concern about this with attorney Jesse Trentadu, who has a long or had a long battle with the FBI for documents on his brother and also related to well, his brother who was murdered by the authorities in prison, like Harp, well, this murder was overseen by the FBI, and uh, it also has uh, battled them for documents related to the Oklahoma City bombing because his brother was murdered because of that, um, a mistaken identity related to that case. And he concurred uh, that limiting the search to these parameters would produce nothing, Now, why would my attorneys want to draft something that would produce no results? So at this point, I lost my confidence in my attorneys, and we parted ways. I did a search on the name of the FBI's attorney, who is, I am told, Brian Kipnis, and he is the chief of the civil division for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Seattle. He worked on the D.C. sniper case, and I think that this is important to note. So I just wanted to get this out and put it out in uh, in the podcast so that there's a, a public record of it um, before something else happens. I want people to be aware of what's happening before big statements are made or Things are filed because I'm told that I'm going to be um, experiencing all sorts of adverse actions because of my stance. So, um, you know, I wrote to the FBI's attorney and I said that I would allow 
the stipulation to continue if they would provide the documents. I would not pay for the documents until they provide the documents requested because if I pay for them for something that I've received that is not what I've requested, um, it would be like acknowledging that, uh, that what I requested was, I mean, what I received was what I requested and it, and it wasn't, I firmly believe it was not. And, um, I, I, and as I said, I'm not just, you know, imagining this, I'm not just making it up. It's, I have references and, and, uh, documents to interactions, um, that show they would have documents, specific kinds of documents about specific incidents. So um, we'll see what they do. I don't expect anything much because I think there's a reason why they uh, wanted um, this. Uh, my request for my father's documents and my documents to be separated out from Harp's request, and. Um, I looked at my initial request again, and and it those requests were right at the top. So um, the one for my father was the first paragraph. So my father's documents. So um, you know, there's something going on, um, and I don't know what exactly, but uh, it's just me, <laughs> me against the FBI and their attorneys, which is just so bizarre and strange, and um, you know, but you have to. Hold your ground, and um, and I learned from Standing Rock, from observing their actions. Hold your ground. You stay in prayer, and you don't believe in corruption, and you pray for those that uh, are on the other side. So I pray for I pray for the uh, attorneys of the FBI and the people at the FBI and the courts, and uh, that they will um, do the right thing. And that's all I can do. And uh, and by prayer, I, I don't mean... Uh, well, I, I don't have to explain what I mean by prayer, I don't think. But um, anyway, I, I learned a lot from watching Standing Rock, and, I, um, and I'm grateful for that. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you for listening, and uh, maybe next time I do a podcast, there'll be something positive. All right.